2: nutritionist, and today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing nutrition education and therapeutic nutrition ed- counseling to that really makes a difference with people's health. And that's what we're all about, is making a difference with people's health. Um, did you know that being overweight, and you know there's at least six out of ten people today that are overweight or obese, increases your risk? for depression. It increases your risk for Alzheimer's. It increases your risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Plus, researchers have found that over time, as your weight goes up, the actual physical size of your brain goes down. Yes, Dr.
3: Eamon actually said that on Channel 2 in his brain classes. Really? Yes.
2: So that's, so fat around your middle, does not turn into a fat head, and it is just the opposite. In fact, and the size of your brain matters. You want a nice fat head, so so when someone says, "Does size matter?" Yes, yes, it, it does. does, doesn't it? <laughs> if you're experiencing senior moments, trouble with word recall, or struggling trying to remember names, we're going to kind of help you understand why certain lifestyle habits and food choices may be interfering with your memory, and how to make better food choices. So, joining me today to dis- in our discussion about food for good memory is Wendy Cates Dancer. Wendy is a registered nu- nurse, a nutrition counselor, and she works both at St. Paul and White Bear offices, and... Wendy's been an irregular on our show. She's been off for a few weeks. A few
3: weeks. Yeah. yeah. Too many, actually. It's great to be back.
2: Yeah. Good to have you here this morning. And
3: as you know, this is like my favorite topic.
2: Oh, I know that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I spent years working uh, with Alzheimer's people and working with the elderly, which was my favorite place to be as a nurse. And Uh, We're talking about memory loss, and, you know, I just can't express enough to people. I mean, I know there are millions of people out there that are dealing with uh, aging parents with Alzheimer's disease or Lewy body dementia or Parkinson's, and these are not only heartbreaking diseases, but mostly for the families, Mm -hmm. but they're extremely costly. They are very, very costly, and anything that we can do to prevent them. Is
2: and so well when people and that what we're trying to do today with our show, I think it's bring it down to some of the basics about what you're putting in your mouth and how it's going to affect your memory. Right. It's not a drug or a pill or a that's going to, or a puzzle or any of those things. It's actually the foods that you put into your mouth on a daily basis that's going to make a difference. And right. And I wish that
3: I had had this information uh, back years ago when all of the experts in the Twin Cities and myself, I was on many committees and writing up lots of programs for uh, education and it was all, whoa, what causes Alzheimer's? And they were doing all these studies and Mm -hmm. all this and nobody knew, which made the disease even more scary. And uh, if I would have known this. Um well first of all I wonder if they would have listened to me. Probably Do you think not. they would have I, I think I'd <laughs> still end up working for you, Dar.
2: <laughs> I'm sure I'm not sure how many people are still listening about nutrition. Yeah. There's a few people and we got a lot of listeners that are really understanding the importance of nutrition. And I really thank people for listening today. Because Absolutely. it's like Absolutely, because, you know, it's, it's, it may not be that far down the road, you
3: know. It really it may not. So I, can I uh, take permission to tell two of my favorite oh, stories? Sure, sure, sure. So one story is uh, that I was working on the Alzheimer's unit, and, uh, and then I went down for a couple months to do education, so I hadn't been back for a while, and I came back to the Alzheimer's unit. And uh, one of my favorite patients, I said, hi, and she goes, hi, uh, how are you today? And then she got this most perplexed look on her face and went, ah, or is it tomorrow? (laughs) So if you don't know if it's today or tomorrow. Uh, You need to listen to the show. (laughs) And so the other one, the other story actually is a great story because it comes from after I started working for you, Dar. This was actually my very first class out in Wysetta. Mm -hmm. Barb was teaching it back in the good old days, huh? Uh, Yes. (laughs) A few years ago. But I had a lady come in and and, uh, honest to uh, Pete, I don't, it's like, oh my gosh, she's driving. I mean, she didn't know uh, I had to. Yes, She like almost bumped into the wall coming in, that yes. kind of thing. Oh, yes. And then she says to me, she goes, and she was in her uh, late 70s, and she goes, well, is there class here today? I had to stop like five different places, and finally the person across the street walked her into the place. You mm-hmm. know, that's how confused she was. And she said, you know, my psychiatrist and my neurologist sent me to this class because I was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease.
2: Okay.
1: Very nice.
3: And so I helped her out. I got her, you know, explained everything to her, um, took her into class. She actually listened. And then I wrote in great big notes. I gave gave her, didn't give her, she paid for it. Okay. (laughs) DHA. And I said, now, I want you to do this. And I wrote everything out in great big letters. Put this on the refrigerator when you get home. And do you have somebody that could help you? Yes, she had this wonderful neighbor lady. Dar, in four weeks, she came back and she goes, she bops into the office. She goes, hi, Wendy. And I went, wow, she remembered my name. And she goes, I cannot believe it. She said, all my friends are saying, Doris, that's not a real name. (laughs) You're back. You're back. And she said, Wendy, there were whole days that were black holes that I couldn't remember at all. Wow! Now I remember everything. and, And all my friends are saying, you're back. She goes, I can't wait. To get back to my um, psychologist and take those tests over again. Very good. Isn't that amazing? And just four some weeks good food better. and DHA. Mm-hmm. So you know, matter where you're at, um, you know, we can help. But certainly, prevention, right, is worth a pound of cure.
2: And you know, for the people that are saying DHA, what is DHA? D- oh, yeah, that's a great question. DHA is just—it's
3: an omega-three fatty acid, and our brain is sixty percent fat. 40% of that fat is DHA. So when we can get this lovely, pure DHA from algae that we sell at our office, mm-hmm. um, it just really works wonders for some people. Yep, it does. So.
2: It isn't, it, you know, it isn't a drug. It's just a... It's, no, it's, it's fatty a fatty acid. Fatty acid. Yeah.
3: Right. Exactly. It's in our brain. Exactly. So, you know, many people are probably out there asking themselves, uh, you know, can memory loss be prevented, especially somebody that has, you know, like my grandma, uh, my mom's mom, her whole family ended up with dementia. Every one of them. She had like eight brothers and sisters and all nine of them ended up with Alzheimer's. So, uh, you know, if you're in a family like that, can memory loss be prevented? Well, what do we say, Dar? Absolutely. absolutely, Yes.
2: Yes. You know, I think both of us, Wendy, we have a lot of clients that come in because they have a parent that has Alzheimer's or they've got some type of memory loss, and they people are really aware of the seriousness of the situation or surrounding memory problems and but you know it's kind of interesting because they still believe that the disease is just a normal part of aging oh yes, and absolutely nothing can be done to prevent it. I mean, granted it is a natural part of aging, but the difference is. Things can be done to prevent it.
3: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and actually, you know, uh, true memory loss, I mean, to the point where you're diagnosed, um, is not normal. It really, none of that is normal, and people really need to know that. There's a lot of doctors, I mean, I've seen heartbreaking stories of people that had reversible uh, B12 deficiency right. for instance you know so that's the thing make sure I want everybody out there if you are experienced anything like that to have a really good thorough workup
2: I think the same thing or is, come and see us and yes. we'll
3: give you good stuff
2: I think the same thing is if you're thinking in terms as is heart disease normal no well, no just because you're getting older it doesn't mean you're going to have to have heart disease yeah so that It's a prevention plan.
3: Yes, and that's what we are up to is implementing. We want everyone out there today to implement a memory loss prevention program. We believe that's important for anyone at any age. And the younger you start, the better. We can prevent Mm -hmm. any of that memory loss from happening in the first place. Middle-aged people, you want to keep your mind sharp to prevent memory loss. And, of course, all of us baby boomers are in the age group that are at the greatest risk right now, I would say.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, talking about younger people, Wendy, some of the habits that they develop when they go to college, um, you know, some of the parties that go on is certainly not a prevention plan. <laughs> no, isn't that the truth? And I think that there's there appears to be a, such a disconnect between people creating and following a prevention plan to avoid having a memory problem And actually doing it. Yes. You know, it seems that people either don't believe they can influence their brain health or they don't want to put together the organized effort to make a better food. Did you say
3: organized?
2: An organized (laughs) effort. And I think that's a lot of, we have to have an organized effort. I like that. Organized effort. Better food choices. You know, in fact, a recent article was published in the Time magazine and they said, Forgetting is the new normal. No. I hope it's not my new normal. No, I don't want it to be mine either.
3: <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, it's already time for a break. It time flies when we're having fun. It does. Oh. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And we want you to know the brain and nerve tissue require a tremendous amount of quality nutrition to function properly. Over 60% of our brain cell structure itself is fat. But many of the fats in the standard American diet provide unsatisfactory building materials for healthy, well functioning brain cells. Maybe your brain needs an oil change. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Poor quality fats impair blood flow to the, to the brain and block energy production within the cell itself. Need some help with that oil change? When we come back, we're going to discuss good fats for the brain and fats that you want to leave out of your diet for good memory. If you have questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back.
1: Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. And actually, I remembered to turn on my speaker. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, before break, Wendy was discussing the importance of having good fats in your diet for good memory. For the best memory, you should eat a variety of good fats. So pick butter over margarine. Choose olive oil over corn oil. Eat natural peanut butter and not jiff with partially hydrogenated fat. Eat avocados, olives, nuts, and seeds, and stay away from the fast foods. Muffins made with vegetable oil, healthy choice with partially hydrogenated fat, and that mac and cheese with hydrogenated fat. But it's
3: healthy choice. You know, don't you hate these names Uh, that they give these (laughs) so-called foods, right? Yes, Yes. And of course, it is important to eat cold water fish, such as salmon, sardines, mackerel, and tuna that are high in omega-3 fats. Remember, our brain is made up of these omega-3 fatty acids. So for even better protection, add some omega-3 soft gel caps or liquid fish oil to your supplement list, like some cod liver oil would be a great thing for people to take. Mm -hmm. So our grandmothers and our moms really did know what they were doing when we took a teaspoon of cod liver oil a day. And most researchers out there recommend at least 2,000 milligrams per day. And for most everybody, that would be two capsules. Or you might want to even, you know, if you're really looking at prevention and don't eat these fish, uh, to take four, 4,000, which would be four capsules. And that's what I usually take every day.
2: So should we take a caller before we... Oh, sure. Why not? Okay.
3: Linda, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, hi, Dar. Hi, Wendy. Hi there. Uh, my question is, Is I've been on a statin drug for about a year for high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Since, since my cholesterol level has come down, but I've heard that statin drugs deplete you of CQ10. Yep, yeah,
2: they depletes your body of CoQ10, which, you know, we make CoQ10 again in our liver just like we do cholesterol, So sometimes, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes when people's body gets deficient in CoQ10, they get a variety of symptoms, and one of them can be memory loss. And the other one is often fatigue and often aches and pains in their body. So, you know, we need that CoQ10. So uh, we believe, of course, our, our belief is that if you eat in the right way for your body, then, you know, with only good fats and lowering the carbohydrates, the processed carbohydrates, that your cholesterol numbers will normalize on their own and you won't need statin drugs. And so, you know, that's kind of our aim when we're working with people so that you don't have to do have these side effects. But if you are insistent on keeping a statin drug, then maybe you have to take a supplement of CoQ10 And I usually have people take a couple of hundred milligrams. And, again, those come in a little soft gel, a little oil capsule that people take, and it does seem to make a big difference for people. It gets that level back up in your brain and in your body tissue so that you don't ache.
0: Oh, that's great to know. Thank you so much. Okay. Linda, can
3: I also recommend uh, that, you because really there are, it's very rare uh, that women truly need uh, statins. So uh, I, what would be a really good idea for you to do is to get your cholesterol numbers together and come and see someone at the office so we can actually help look over those because we do look at them differently from a nutritional standpoint than just numbers over 200 or, you know, because it, it depends a lot on, uh, you know, the breakdown of your HDL and your LDL and your triglycerides because, you know, it really would be better to prevent um, that than try to do something unnatural because actually those statins are preventing your liver from making cholesterol. So, well, that's
0: good to know. I appreciate your uh, advice. And thank you so much
3: for your call. We appreciate your call. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So
2: it's kind of interesting, as long as we're talking just a little bit about cholesterol, Wendy, is that we actually need some cholesterol in our brain. Absolutely, we cholesterol do. Cholesterol is a, a very potent antioxidant, too, and it kind of protects that very sensitive brain chemistry from becoming rancid, actually. So uh, you know, a lot of reasons to have sufficient good cholesterol. That's right. And
3: probably a lot of people out there, as they often do, you know, dark as we say, eat eggs and we say, eat butter and eat this good fat. And everybody's worried about their cholesterol. And it's unfortunate that cholesterol has gotten such a bad name because Mm -hmm. we do need it. We need it to uh, to manufacture our hormones and, you know, the very structure of our cells. Like you said, Um, it's just, um, it's just unfortunate, but that these good fats are not going to raise your cholesterol. I try it. And
2: and I think it's, you know what it is, Wendy, it's like people have to eat this way and then they they have to have their cholesterol numbers taken before and then maybe three to four to five to six months later have it retaken and they are just come back and they're just amazed at the benefit of healthy eating will have on their cholesterol numbers. I mean, it's just like... Oh, my gosh, I can eat this good fat. I can think, uh-huh. and now I can eat this good
3: fat, and now I have great cholesterol numbers and great triglycerides. And, yeah, it's, it's just a, it just affects everything, doesn't it? So, yes, it does. So, when, so this brings us back to, you know, looking at your overall health. You know, when we, at the beginning of every class we teach, we have people fill out a health survey. Mm-hmm. And I bet people don't do that very often. They don't sit down and think about their health. You know, plus also look at the genes that you inherited, Right. right? Right. But people, again, have gotten a different idea of what that means. Oh, well, you know, everybody in my family has diabetes. I'm going to get diabetes. Everybody in my family has cancer. Well, I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to have heart disease or osteoporosis or whatever it is because that's in my genes. Well, we're here to tell you, as well as the researchers, right, Mm -hmm. Dar, including Mm -hmm. Dr. Jeffrey Bland. uh, These researchers are finding that 90% of what happens to us and our bodies and our brain is our lifestyle and eating habits. Really, less than 10% is attributed to our genetics.
2: You know, isn't that something? I have to tell you a personal story here because when I heard Jeffrey Bland. You know, Jeffrey has a Ph.D., biochemistry. Oh, love him. Know, He's like, psh, you know, yeah. lots, just researcher, research. Intelligent, researcher. intelligent. And when he said that at a, a workshop that I was attending a seminar, oh, I suppose eight years ago, I went, wow, that means that I don't have to get heart disease. Just because I happen to have a family genetic history of heart disease, I don't have to get it. And I think that has almost made me stronger with my nutrition and lifestyle habits than I was before because I don't plan on ever having that disease. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like you make, it's an organized effort that I always talk about. It is an organized effort of eating right and exercising that you've got to apply to your life in order to make these changes. And that's really, you know, I really practice what I preach for good brain health. Right. You know, I supply my brain with nutrients that it needs for energy And I do exercise to keep a, and this is the reason that I exercise. I keep a steady flow, my, you know, the blood flow to my brain. And um, that makes a big difference with your memory. You know, and I practice stress-reducing habits, like sleeping. Sleeping, absolutely. Very important. A lot of people don't do that anymore. I know it. And I limit my caffeine. It's green tea and it's not coffee. Uh, Then I play with my grandchildren. I mean that's great stress reducing for me. How wonderful is that? And of course, I engage in work that I love, and that is the greatest gift that I have. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't. It
3: it really is. So, uh, we want everyone out there to know that just because, again, just because you have these genetics, uh, your lifestyle changes. And your eating habits can greatly, and we're not just blowing smoke, are we, Dar? No, we're not. (laughs) We see this every day. We see it. We live it, don't we? We get to sit. And this is the, you know, you talked about doing a job that I love, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like we get to see people come back, people that have autoimmune diseases and can't even step on their feet when they get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. People that's blood sugars are two, three, four hundred, and they're headed for a heart attack or a stroke, and we get to see them increase their energy and lower their blood sugar. We get to see people go back to the doctor and have their cholesterol and triglycerides done, and they're down and we um in fact, you we know, get to wind. see that lady like I was talking about in four weeks right. to come back. My brain is working now,
2: mm-hmm. In fact, right after a class, you bring up a point about people and you just forget how powerful food is because she, as we walked out of a class uh, on Thursday night, she said, you know, I don't think you remember that before I started working with nutritional weight and wellness and she's been coming into many classes and doing some individual consultations. She said, I could not get out of bed and stand on my feet. They hurt that much. And I went, oh, I didn't remember that symptom when I was working with her. But she had even forgotten it. And now she said, I don't have any feet trouble. In fact, she said, I can wear sandals now, and I don't have to wear those those tennies that I had to wear wear, wear to work all the time. I can actually wear sandals this summer. You know, little things like that that that's, makes a difference. That's not little. That's huge. I know. Not
3: even, or this is the other thing I remember, too. We love talking about classes, but I had this... this uh, the two sisters sitting in the front row. And I was teach, teaching the menopause class. And this l- lady would raise her hand and she goes, I had a brother-in-law that that has high cholesterol and heart disease. And I told him to eat, to stop eating sugar. Is that right, Wendy? And then a few minutes later, she'd raise her hand and say, I have a friend that has da-da-da-da-da. And I said, stop eating sugar. Is that right, Wendy? And she did this about five times during the class. It was really cute. But she came up to me at the end of the, class. And she said, you know what? She said, when I said, that's why I use the words blowing smoke, because she said, my sister brought me here in the first class. And I said, what are, what, no, what kind of snake oil are these people trying to sell me? <laughs> but she said, I thought, what have I got to lose? I stopped eating sugar and her asthma symptoms that she had had since she was five years old went away. Beautiful. And she was inner 50s. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm getting the signal. It's time to take a break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you checked out our summer classes? Concerned about your bones? Concerned about your brain? Uh, Here's the perfect class for you, Nutrition Solutions for Osteoporosis. It's taught July 27th in Cambridge. So all of you people up north, pay attention to that. Or how about Jumpstart Your Metabolism in St. Paul on July 31st? So many people have been asking for our class, Nutrition for Young Adults, so we're actually doing that on August 4th in St. Paul. Need more information? Check our website, weightandwellness.com, or call 651-699-3438. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Wendy Cates, dancer, registered nurse, and nutrition educator, and we're discussing foods for a good memory. An interesting study pub- published in the Journal of American Geriatric Society found that older, overweight women had worse memories than women that were of normal weight. The authors of the study speculated that obesity itself may affect the brain. I think there's a simple explanation. You do? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Goes back to that sugar thing you were talking about before. I think heavier obese people no doubt eat more processed foods, higher in sugar and bad fats. And you know what? Those are memory robbers. Yes, they are. So if people have questions and I know we got some people waiting online but it's uh 6516411071. So we, should and, we take the questions?
3: Yeah, okay, them. great.
0: Pamela, yes.
3: Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition.
0: Oh, thank you. I love your show. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you, thank
3: you and thank you for calling in.
0: Uh, my question is about B vitamins. I've noticed, well, at least I know two people in my life, um, senior citizens, that you know, as people age, their B twelve seems to drop, and almost one to a dangerous level. So, is there a correlation between um, memory loss and lower B vitamins? Certainly. Okay. How, yeah. And how do you improve that? Well,
2: you know, first of all, why would people's B12 drop? I think a lot of people are on these acid blockers, or and other medications. You know, and yep. so when you don't, ha- when so what does acid blockers do? Um, they reduce the amount of hydrochloric acid in your stomach, and so when you don't have enough hydrochloric acid, you can't break down your protein and make your B12. So that that's the first thing to look at. You mm-hmm. um, know, the other like, are they on this little purple p- p- purple pill that's interfering with their B twelve production? The other thing to look at is what are they eating? We know that you make B twelve from meat, so are they made, eating meat several times a day to make their B twelve? And then do they have digestion so that they can make B twelve? And we know that. You need some B, you know, you need some bifidobacteria in your intestinal tract, again, to help to break down the meat that you're taking in. So, you know, it's a combination of different things. Because I think, you know, I remember my mother used to, you know, she thought, well, you know, I'm going to save the calories is one of the things that she was thinking is. then she would just have a piece of toast for breakfast. Well, she stopped eating her egg, which would have made some B12 for her. So it's like these habits that older people get in. And maybe it's they don't want to turn the stove on. They don't want to worry about cooking. I don't know what it is.
3: Well, yeah. Hmm. It, and uh, uh, so did you have a comment, Pamela?
0: Well, so like my father, for instance, his is very low. So the doctor's giving him a shot for the next seven days. And then he he needs to know or he's wondering if he should take a supplement after that.
2: Certainly. Yeah, certainly.
3: And then, And then how does he eat, Pamela?
0: Um, he eats fine. I'm sure I've, okay. I've expressed to him the importance of protein. Oh, good. Um, But I don't think he's eating as much as he should be. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: and also if he's going to take a B12 supplement, take a sublingual one. I don't know if that's what you were going to say, Wendy. Right. But, you know, otherwise uh, he may not even benefit from a regular B12 Right, and that's why he's getting the shots now is
3: for absorption. Okay. But, but Pamela, B twelve deficiency is extremely dangerous because you'll develop dementia, just like somebody with Alzheimer's disease.
0: So, would twice a day be a good supplement for him?
3: Uh, it would be a place to start, but then yeah, I no, would... I would add extra B twelve definitely. Yep. Uh, there's you know, and I would I would agree with Dar. There's a sublingual. There's also a spray that you can, um, and and we'd make sure that that that's being absorbed. Okay. Great question. So, I think yeah, a that's of... a that's a wonderful question. Our B vitamins are so important for our mental health. <laughs> right. So, thank you for calling.
0: Oh, thank you. Appreciate it.
3: You're welcome. And, and then Dard, you know, just like you said, so, you know, as you were talking of, we need this and we need this and we need this. It's like well, no wonder we call it organized effort. Effort, right? <laughs> 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 okay. And we have Susanna on the line. Yes. Hello. Good morning. Did you have a question for us, Susanna?
0: I do. Thank you. Um, my husband has type 1 diabetes and he's had it for about 25 years. Uh-huh. Um, he, he manages it very well. His, Good for um, him. The levels are great. Um, but I was just wondering um, what kind of um, supplements, if anything in particular, he should be taking uh, because of that.
2: Well, I mean, I would always think fish oil. I mean, right. you know, you got to take some omega-3s. Okay. My next probably would be magnesium. I mean that's... Because
3: that really helps balance the blood sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, both of those things do, but magnesium is really important.
2: Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, a really good multivitamin, like, you know, we've got one at our office that's called Twice a Day because it's high in B vitamins, and that's it's a nice place to get the extra B vitamins. Um, um, I don't know, Wendy? Well, the other thing I would recommend because, uh, and I don't know, uh,
3: Susanna, if your husband is... Really? Uh, I mean, I I know that he eats well. Obviously, most diabetics right. know a lot about food. But mm-hmm. is he getting plenty of good, uh, what we call probiotics, good things for his intestines? Like, does he eat um, yogurt? And things like that.
4: Sure, gotcha. He does eat some, but he could probably do
0: more. So
3: yeah, that stuff is so important because there's a difference. We can give you wonderful supplements, but there's a huge difference between supplements and what your body manufactures itself. So uh, make sure he's getting. And of course, we want plain yogurt. Add your own berries, but yogurt or kefir or you know, good quality sauerkraut like Bubby's to keep replacing that good bacteria. So then he can manufacture his own B vitamins and then actually break down that protein into what he really needs. So,
0: okay. Great. Yeah. Great.
3: Thank you
0: so much. Oh,
3: thank you for your call. That was a great call. So oh, do great. we have, I think we have time for one more call okay. before break.
2: Sure.
4: Uh, Patty, did you have a question for us? Yes, I did. I uh, was on Zoloft and a pretty high dose for about three years. Um, I had PTSD and that's a long story. I won't go into that. And, you know, most of my symptoms were uh, accounted for by my doctor as being from the PTSD. And I kind of just, after I came out of my zombie fog, um, (laughs) figured out that I I think it was the Zoloft, not the...
2: Yeah, I mean, that can happen to people. (laughs) Right. And so I
4: kind of talked to a pharmacist and weaned myself off. And I've been off now only about a month. Okay. The the two things that linger are the memory loss, especially just like a word won't come to me. I I know the concept. And the second thing is I, I gained 30 pounds just like Sure, you know that's just, often a side effect. Yes, and just I mean, it. Was, I didn't change my eating. It was just like somebody was pouring fat into me, and that just stubbornly won't come off. And I'm wondering if you. Well, have any I think well, a
2: couple of things is you've only been off for a month, and so it does sometimes take your metabolism. But you know, you got to detox some of that medication out of your system okay. yet, and so it's probably give it another three months, and then I think your body will start kicking in, and okay. your metabolism will. Um, the, but, go, go ahead, Wendy. Well, Patty, um, I don't know how you eat,
3: but I, with where you're at right now, I would highly recommend you jumping into one of our classes okay. or, or come in and do an individual consultation because we can help you a great deal, you know, support your brain. Now you've only been at the Zola for a month, right. um, in, in some people, uh, uh you know, it, it takes three weeks to build up in our right. system and work and it takes so, so right. You know, you are at a critical point right now. I would make sure that I'm getting in uh, to a class or uh, calling the office to, you really need all the good brain food that you can get right now, okay. Uh, both f- to support your detox process from the Zoloft and, you know, to help you with that, that weight.
4: Okay. Uh, and the second question uh-huh. quickly, um, they've got me on a 1500 calorie diet, um, Which and you know it just it's not doing anything. Well, I think do exercise thirty minutes a day. Well,
3: you know, will Patty will answer that question when we come back from break. So if you stay listening, uh, we'll be happy to answer that when we come back from break. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for your call. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are all pleased at the office, aren't we? This is our second baby now. To announce (laughs) the arrival of a seven-pound baby girl to Jennifer and Joel Barnes. Mom and baby are doing well, even after 27 hours of labor. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, but we know, don't we, Dar, that Jennifer's superior nutrition paid yes. off, so she will be able to bounce right back. Yes. Everyone at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, send our love and best wishes to you, Jennifer, Joel, and baby.
2: Yes, definitely. And... We'll be right back.
0: Well, welcome back to Does She Have Nutrition?
2: And just before we went on break, we had a question, so let's dig right into that, Wendy.
3: Yeah, yes, and, and for those of you that are just tuning in, or just to refresh everybody's memory, Patty had called, and she was uh, on a very high doses of Zoloft, just come off, had been off for a month, and, and was working on 30 pounds that she had gained when she was on the medication, just like somebody had dumped fat into her is what she said so 1500 calories what do we think about that dar you know as far as brain health is concerned
2: well we know that usually a 1500 calorie diet prescribed by um, she didn't say who prescribed it but um, my guess is that what they did is they cut out the good fat probably to cut calories right because fat you know does have
3: the most calories that's the first thing they look at and what happens when we cut fat?
2: Well, we get uh, we crave more sugar, and we don't have as good a memory. Yeah, you know? because what does sugar do to our brain? It's, it's well, you know. I think let's we were going to talk about that. Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, more. that's a good idea. You know, I think you know. So if you got some memory, yes. So I just, wanna, I just
3: want I just want to wrap up that fifteen hundred okay. calorie thing. Okay. Um, fifteen hundred calories is you know that's too little when we're looking at. Supporting our brain to get the proper B vitamins that we need, the protein, the B vitamins, and the proper fat, 60% fat. So, uh, you know, everybody knows that's listened to the show, and if you're you're a first-time listener, we don't count calories, Mm -hmm. you know, because we can give you a lovely calorie of protein and fat that's going to increase your metabolism and help you lose weight. Uh, Or if you get a calorie of sugar, that's going to decrease your metabolism. If people
2: want to hear more about that, actually, next week... Our show is on foods for weight loss. Okay, so just there we are. tune in next week.
3: <laughs> there you go, Patty, our show next week, Foods for Weight Loss.
2: So if you, you know, you, you made me. how do you get your brain back on track if it's off a little bit? You know, it starts with blood sugar balance. And first the brain must have glucose, that's blood sugar, to survive. And the need of our brain for glucose is, Is why that more than 25% of the blood that we have in our body goes to our brain. That's a quarter Uh of your blood. And the glucose in the blood circulating around is needed to maintain adequate energy to the nerves. And so a lack of glucose, nerve death can occur. Not a good idea. But on the other hand,
3: too much sugar... Too much sugar, glucose can also kill nerve cells. Now you see why people with uncontrolled diabetes often have memory problems. We talk about blood sugar balance in every class and many times on Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm sure it's going to come up next week in our Foods for Weight Loss because it really is so important, not only for our brain, but our body as well.
2: So here's a real-life example that we often see in clients. You know, maybe you've done this yourself. You leave the house without breakfast, And you had no time for a snack, you skipped lunch, and you started to get a headache around 3, but still no time to eat. And finally, you arrive at home at 6.30, and you feel miserable, and you can't remember if you were the one that should have picked up the kids from the babysitter.
3: (laughs) Wow, that's scary. The brain was low on glucose, and nerve cell death occurred. But nerve cell death also occurs when our blood sugars are too high. Just and I think everybody can relate to or have seen someone that's had too much to drink. Yeah, too much sugar on the brain. Mm-hmm. Normal blood sugar should range between seventy and ninety-five. Sometimes it goes up to a hundred, but we rather have it by at ninety-five. And but we've Dar, you and I have both sat down with clients that have blood sugars of over two hundred, four hundred, uh, you know, 600. even six hundred yeah. sometimes, but. Um, You know, this certainly is damaging their brain. The sugar actually burns up those nerve cells and memory loss. So,
2: you know, the lady in your class always said, I told him to stop (laughs) eating sugar. Is that right, Wendy? (laughs) So that's right, you know. So the first step in the repair process is to balance your blood sugar throughout the day. So we want to give some examples. You know, a breakfast to balance your blood sugar would be a couple of eggs, spinach, have a sweet potato and butter. You know, and follow that up three hours later with a half a cup of cottage cheese, blueberries, and walnuts. Then three hours later, have a lunch with maybe a steak salad with olive oil dressing, and then an afternoon snack of a salmon salad on a wassa cracker. And top that off with a bowl of chili for dinner and apple slices and real peanut butter for a bedtime snack. Skipping meals or binging on sugar can... And will damage brain cells. So, you know, remember the brain is a terrible thing to waste.
3: The other thing the brain needs to survive is oxygen. Uh, your blood actually carries oxygen to the brain. This blood flow to the brain can greatly be affected by your nutritional it habits. Definitely can be affected. Trans fats and excess insulin are not good for your blood vessels and blockage can occur. So give up the sweet roll or muffin for breakfast. Leave the french fries at the fast food joint, please. Replace the candy bar with some organic dark chocolate and don't order the deep fried shrimp. Instead, order broiled shrimp or broiled fish. Simple changes can protect your brain so that you'll be able to remember your kids' names when you are 90. <laughs> and we're
2: going to live that long, too. I know. We are. I'm sure. You know, since our brain is 60 to 70% omega-3 fat, you know, we suggest eating cold water fish at least twice a week or take an omega-3 fish oil supplement. And, of course, get rid of, eliminate any of these refined oils, you know, Get rid of the corn oil, the soybean oil, the vegetable oil, and even most canola oils. And for sure, don't eat anything with cottonseed oil. So That was you're... never meant for human consumption. No. So check those nuts to see if they were roasted in cottonseed oil. And many of them are. And many of them are. Many of them are. And in
3: addition to eating to balance your blood sugar and choosing good fats for the brain, your brain and therefore your memory needs lots of water. If you are dehydrated, there goes your memory. As a nurse, I saw so many elderly people on diuretic medications for blood pressure control, and of course, they
2: had memory issues. Yes, just think about that. If you're not eating, if you're not drinking enough water or, you know, like my mother, I mean, my mother was on a diuretic for high blood pressure, and you know, she <laughs> And you've seen this too, is Many times. people, they're on a diuretic and then, and then they, they don't stop ha- drinking because they have to run to the bathroom. Exactly. Right. And so then you get really dehydrated and you can really see it in people's skin because it's so dehydrated. And, but what you see on the outside is what's happening on the inside to your brain. And so the brain gets dehydrated too. And suddenly you don't have as good a memory. And and I think people just don't put all this stuff together. And well, that's what and that, we try to do.
3: Right, and that person you were just talking about before that goes on and on without eating all day. Yeah. I'm sure they're not drinking all day either. So I want everybody to remember next week, Foods for Weight Loss. Tune in. We're excited. Yep. Have, have great. a
1: great day. All is groovy. Bye. Bye.